0: ladies and gentlemen it is football time in the southeastern conference we're going to start off with our 2023 sec west predictions for the year of our lord 2023 is nick saban losing his edge will lsu overtake him i don't know we're gonna find out yeah we're gonna find out here let's get it started phone Yes, it is indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on this, our 2023 SEC West Predictions. We are your host, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry here in the DDS studios. He is Matthew Parker there in the man cave. Parker, how you doing, buddy?
1: Good, man. Ready to talk some uh, actual football instead of, you know, whatever they're doing over there in the Big Ten.
0: (laughs) No fantastic guys again thank you for joining us before we get started go ahead like subscribe share it with all your friends down there give us a follow and a rumble on roll on rumble check us out on all our social media we're just going to jump right into this newberry let's get it kicked kicked off here Yeah.
2: team number one is a um, university that's trying to find their new identity okay. under coach hugh freeze mm. and in the efforts to try to find this identity yep He's hit the transfer portal hard this offseason. I can't keep up with it all, but the one name I know, Parker, is quarterback
1: Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. You're right, man. It's just not a quarterback either. I mean, he's trying to get them back on top. He brought in 21 transfers. I mean, that's that 22 starters on offense and defense. He brought in 21 of them, and Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford are battling out for quarterback, but it feels like the former Michigan State quarterback and Thorne is the guy. I mean, and he needs to be because last year, Auburn just got smoked, y'all. They lost five games by 14 or more. They are two and six in the SEC, and guess how many games they won on the road it's as many as I want in the road in SEC. That's, that's the answer. Um, It's just not good. And they brought in a new OC Phil Montgomery. He was a coach at uh, Tulsa. It's just, they're trying a lot of things here and I, I would like the way Hugh freeze usually. Okay. Let me rephrase that. But Hugh freeze (laughs) could have them going back on top. I just don't know if this is the year it's going to yeah,
0: I agree. You know, uh, Hugh Freeze, you know, he's obviously a prolific offensive guy. You know, he's going to attract a lot of people from a lot of different places. Um, I think that he got left a pretty bare cupboard. And as a result, like y'all are saying, I mean, he had to dig deep into the transfer portal. I mean, this is what new coaches have to do these days in order to try to be even just somewhat competitive right away. And I'm with Parker, though I'm just not so sure that it's going to happen right away this year. Uh, he may need another year.
2: I mean, they earned a record last year of five and seven. They're only two and six in the SEC. That's going to be the key. They have to win more SEC matchups. Uh, the goal's got to be a bowl game. Uh, I don't know how much higher their ceiling could possibly be. You know, this this whoever the quarterback may be, we're speculating Thorn uh, is. He's got a pretty good situation since last year. They were like 119th right. in NCAA in the passing game, so right. can really go more room to go up. Oh no, yeah, down. He, I good. mean there's, nothing to lose here.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of room to be much better. I just still, I mean, looking at the rest of the teams though in the West, you know, they're still probably just a little bit of behind everybody in my opinion. There's a lot of there's a lot of returning folks in the SEC Wets. What? West coming back on different teams. And uh, I, I do agree that their goal needs to be bold to be bowl eligible. And I'll just start us off. I think that's where they're going to be. I, I got them six
1: to six. Yeah. You know, something else that they did last year, if you remember, they had an interim coach last year, the old running back Cadillac Williams uh, had a team Cadillac. out there trying and, and, and fighting and they awarded that the running back coach. He's also the associate coach. And it's not just uh, Brad is your favorite side of the ball, baby. It's, it's not, I was it's about not, to bring it up. I'll let you bring that. I'll let you lead into that. But something else that this is this team has obviously they're void of SEC talent. But another reason why I do think Auburn will get back to where they should be is in IL. They have around fifteen million dollars to spend to spend on players, and reportedly they pay players double what the national averages. I think they have to
0: because they don't have anybody. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's very they, they, I mean, it's very it's it's going to be very attractive for people who are in the transfer portal.
1: But that defense, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll just I'll just say it because I can't help it anymore. The defense, is it's the it's, it's, it's literally one of the worst defenses ever on the history of college football on the road, on the road. They gave up. 44.5 points per game and 491 yards per game. It's literally the worst in the history of, of Auburn. Like, I, like, go back and look through the 100-plus years. This was the worst. The worst. And do you have a record? you have a prediction? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just talking about how terrible they are. Yeah, but actually, I do think they're going to get some extra practice in this year when they go bowling with six wins. I'm with Blake. Hey, all
2: right. Yeah, I I was going to call out the defense, man.
1: My favorite side of the ball
2: allowed the third most points in Auburn football history at 29.5 points per game. (laughs) New defensive coordinator, Ron Roberts, comes in from Baylor. All seven returning players from their defensive back. I mean, but we've talked about this in other podcasts. Is that a good thing? (laughs) You get all seven back, but what does that mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, you get all seven sucky guys back. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I agree.
2: I can't. I can't trust it. I found there's a swing game for me. Okay. okay, there's a swing game between five and six. Okay, wins for for Newberry here. It's when they play on the road at Cal. I don't know. I think if they lose, they win five. If they can win, they so go bowling.
0: That's going to determine how their their season's going to kind of turn out. You think? Potentially.
2: Bowl Maybe, because I don't really trust the SEC schedule part of it. I'm uh, with
0: you there. I,
2: I, I'm I'm going to lean. I'm going to go Homer and lean SEC. I'm going to give them six
0: wins as well. By the way, I will point out the reason Auburn does not have Brian Harson anymore is because his name got uttered on this show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your coaches' names out of our mouths. So this is an interesting start.
2: We all went six and six. Yep. Right? All right, the next team that we're going to go with the Texas A&M Aggies. Last year they earned a record of 5 and 7, only 2 and 6 in SEC play. Coach Jimbo Fisher got paid the bag. But what has he done with his squad since getting the
0: huge 10-year extension? Jack shit. That's what he's done. He's done exactly jack shit. I I personally have fallen prey to the hype, the uh just the absolute, you know, dick wanking going on here <laughs> with, with Jimbo fisher I mean, it's it's just a giant hand job sitting there talking about that to say and Uh all these high recruiting classes, you know, they've amounted to exactly nothing, in my opinion. All that, it's, all that it has done is just it's, – it's made them inherit a more expensive version of Kevin Sumlin, and, and that's really where they're at right now. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Jimbo Fisher might be the biggest fraud in all of college football. I mean, to promise so much, to negotiate such a huge contract with no results to back it up whatsoever – And now to just be standing there holding the noose over the the university's head and say, you know, basically waving it around and saying you can't fire me anyway. So, and and I'm going to go ahead and tell you Jimbo is going to, I think he's in for another rough year, another rough year. The question is going to be, is, are they going to put up with it for another year? Are they going to put up with, average to below average at texas a and m for too much longer
2: parker help is on the way
1: you know who they brought in bobby oh. petrino tell us more you're right bobby petrino is the new AOC, but man you go back and his name signals bring in help but if you go back and look over the last few years he's actually been pretty bad Exactly. So is he, is he is he is he bringing
0: in help or is he bringing in somebody th- who can finish I th- the year? I think if they fucking fire, I think his ass? he's
1: bringing in more controversy. I mean, the... it is. I mean, if he can get it together, I mean, he's got to be better than Jimbo. Let's just say that. And I'm gonna give this one sentence of glass half full of why they were so bad last year, and that's about all I can stomach on that one. But they lost five games by six or less, which usually I'd be screaming regression. But that's where this whole half full ends because it's not so rosy. Because let's look at those teams that they lost those close right. games against. App State, Auburn, South Carolina, and Old Miss. It wasn't like they barely lost to, you know, all these Georgia Alabamas of the Michigan's Ohio State's of the world. App State, like, I'm out. I'm out. I don't care what the buyout is. Jimbo needs to be fired if he doesn't completely give up play calling duties and win nine games. If he wins eight games, done. Be out. I don't care. This team should be better. Texas is about to come into this conference and put Jimbo over the knee and just destroy him and end their recruiting. I just do not understand why. That I mean, I do understand. It's a massive bile. That's why he's there. I, I that is literally the sole point. reason.
0: I just want to go ahead and point it out. Jimbo Fisher, your name has been wow. put on the block. And Blake and the I fire both, is uh, burning around us here. <laughs> Golly, it is. I mean, look out, College Station.
2: Oh, man. Who's the quarterback this year? Come on, give me some info.
1: Well, there are a lot of people back. Another year older. Only thing is, A Chain's out. You know, that's a big hit, but Connor Wegman's back. Let's see how he plays in at quarterback. Let's see how he plays. You know, Evan Stewart's going to be their top playmaker. Remember that guy? He was
2: all American last year.
1: Exactly. And I think this year he's going to elevate to like household name where people are talking about him on local. A local radios i just um the wide receivers on this team has been an issue but this year they could actually be deep which is weird it's kind of like what we were talking about in iowa um th- this could be a completely different look team offensively i mean new offensive coordinator uh, quarterbacks competent yeah. and wide receivers i
2: think they're gonna have to lean on offense here like a outscore them type of thing, Blake, between the freshman All-American Evan Stewart, um, Aniah Smith, and don't forget the name Moose Muhammad at wide receiver. Because I'll tell you this. I like to talk defense, but it's kind of spooky over there at a <laughs> Their defense was soft. They were nationally ranked number 123rd in run defense. Unacceptable for an SEC squad.
0: Particularly for an SEC squad that supposedly brought in so much talent yes. on the defensive line. That's part of the bullshit that is AM and Jimbo <laughs> Fisher. I'll go ahead and start you off right Ooh. now. Jimbo Fisher, take your 80 million and leave, buddy. It's you're a five and seventeen.
1: I I can't blame you. <laughs> I don't what well, just happened? Why could it not happen again? They lost. Also, also their defense was terrible, and they lost their three best defenders. I, I, but they do; they are loaded with four star and five. It sounds exactly like last year. They're loaded with four stars and five stars. They bring in big time transfers. Don't it fall could, for the trap. I've fallen for the last two years. I will say they have four true road games on this schedule, and they have some cupcakes yeah. out yep. out of the out of the conference. Yep. There are numerous, a lot of people that they're playing against have questions at quarterback. Like, go down and look at it. There's some like we don't even know who they're s- they're starting right now. Eight and a half is the win total for this, yep. and I am a glutton for punishment. The defense should be much much better, and I am expecting the offense to take a step. I have them winning just under that, going eight wins, and if the offense is good, I could see them getting to nine.
2: So, what about is the? Uh- a and UT Vols game. Does that matter? Or is that just a win? Not a fucking game. Really?
1: Not a fucking game.
2: Not afraid of that one? Though.
1: Not at all. Parker? As a Vols fan, I'm afraid of a lot of games this year, honestly. But not that one? I'm afraid of that one. I just don't know what the Vols are. We'll get to that, but I, I, there's a lot of we'll questions. We'll get to that.
2: Dude, I did look. i just like I'm doing it for another team right now. I'm looking up and down their schedule. It is Cupcake City. I'm going seven wins.
0: It is all That is the reason. In my opinion, all those scenarios should result in Jimbo Fisher being fired.
2: You heard it here first on DDS Sports Talk.
0: It's just not good enough. It's not good enough. I agree. There's no reason the those Kevin Sumlin to get this. There's just no reason for it.
2: And I like Parker's point of there's going to be nothing but pressure with Texas coming
0: in. Yep. Well, and they will lose that game. They are those 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 head to head matchups for recruiting and stuff. They will lose this. That.
1: Texas would beat them by three touchdowns this year.
0: Tennessee will beat them by two.
2: Hope you're right. Yeah. All right. Next team that we're gonna go to. Arkansas, the Razorbacks, seven and six, three and five, in SEC play behind coach Sam Pittman, quarterback KJ Jefferson returns running back rocket sanders returns he had over 1400 yards 10 touchdowns they too parker have hit the portal pretty hard
1: they have and you mentioned it kj jefferson might be might be the most underrated quarterback in the country like that's how good i think he is i heard an analyst actually call him an accurate anthony richardson and and not just raheem rocket sanders they've got two other pieces behind him this team was so hot and cold about winning and losing. They lost six of their final nine games. They were 7-0 and when they scored 31 points. 7-0. and They didn't score 31. They were 0-6. <laughs> new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. But, I mean, that's kind of it. K.J. Jefferson might have to be Bryce Young this year if they want – because Arkansas has lost their top four wide receivers. So, I mean – We talked about that with Alabama last year. Remember, like, oh, they're going to have some great receivers, I'm sure. And and they had nobody. It had to be Bryce Young all the time. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting on this Arkansas offense.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is going to be on K.J. Jefferson's shoulders this year. Oh, no doubt. Uh, And, I mean, don't get me wrong, too. I like Sam Pittman as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Um, But I just – I don't know – I don't know if they're going to be able to kind of get out of the ho hum middle of the road here, um, with this schedule, with with this, you know, conference play and defense being defense, what the defense is in Arkansas. I, I don't know, man. Newberry, what do you think? I
2: have the defense has to improve. They're one hundred and twenty fourth in yards allowed, allowing over thirty points per game. Yeah. The same old story. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna take that next step up, defense has to improve.
1: You're you're right, and you also I want to touch on. You mentioned the transfer portal, and they did bring in a bunch of, in my opinion, just a bunch of guys. You know, especially on the defensive line. And let me tell you, they brought in this guy named Hudson Clark at safety because they're because they're with their secondary, he's fantastic in coverage. But if you can catch the ball, this guy's likely to miss you. I just thought this was really interesting. The guy he's had likely nine. To miss you? Okay. Yes. He had nine uh, pass block-ups, or nine uh, pass knockdown last year, but 25 missed tackles and just 48 tackles. He literally misses around 50 percent of the time. They have a, this is just in, in, an indictment on their entire secondary because you go look at all their guys. They kind of all have those type of numbers, and that's to talk about last year's defense. Last year, their defense gave up 90 plays of more than 20 yards. They gave up 30 points in six of their last seven games. Pretty much if you look at every stat on the defensive side, they're either 13th or 14th in the SEC. And for those of you that don't know, there are 14 teams in the SEC.
2: Mm. They're going back and forth with Bandy.
0: with some of those stats. That's rough.
2: What do you think? Did you look at their schedule? I mean,
0: you know, yeah. usually these
2: SEC teams get some cupcakes at the beginning. They
0: do. I mean, but I, I still got them going 7-5. and five. I just – I mean, they'll go to a bowl. I, it, I just feel like it's too much to put on K.J. Jefferson's shoulders with that type of defense on the other side of the ball.
1: Their, their schedule does help them out a bit early. they got Western Carolina, Kent State, and BYU to start the mm-hmm. year. But then they might have the slaughter fest of the hardest four-game stretch in college football – it's just I got six wins. Going six wins on this one. I just don't see how the the, the, the wide receiver weapons are just way too thin.
2: Yeah. I uh, looking at their schedule going up and down starts off early, so they get a little kick start, head start. This first month of the year, the defense has to come together. Because what Newberry sees with Arkansas is they had a stretch of three games last year, A&M, LSU, and Missouri, where they lost by a combined seven points. If you can gel the defense, you're going to get to this win total I'm giving you. I'm going nine wins. Wow. For Bold, baby. Nine. Woo, pig, suey. Newberry. I can see it, man. I see it.
0: Now go do it on defense, man. Okay, <laughs> someone time stamp that one.
1: Yeah, no. When they come- I got
0: called out Minnesota last year, I'm calling know, you out. When, when
1: Western Carolina hangs forty on them, I'm I'm waiting for this one.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm rolling the dice. What do we got next? We got old Miss next. They earned a record of eight and five, four and four in SEC play behind your favorite Lane Kiffin. Lane train. Parker, this was the team that started off seven and oh last year. I think you and Blake both were saying, Man, they're gonna start off great, and then the wheels are gonna fall mm-hmm. off. And by God, that's
1: what happened.
2: Yep. They got into SEC play deep and
1: heavy. I, I'm taking a victory lap on this one, fellas, because <laughs> over and over kept saying it. We kept saying it every week about hey. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. They lost five out of their last six. Over the last six games, they were outscored by 62 points. Like, the, the team lost their top guys on offense. They lost their top guys on defense. That being said, outside of a couple of top offensive guys, the rest are back. This team averaged 257 yards per game on the ground last year. You try to tend to think of this as a slinging around offense, but it's a lot like Tennessee. They actually run it a lot. The only teams to run it for more then Ole miss last year on the ground were the the you know the navies of the world the armies of the world um the schedule this year is opposite to what it was last year it comes out yep. much 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 more difficult they play yep. alabama and lsu in september and a sneaky
0: matchup against tulane at tulane
2: yeah everybody bear number 24 on
0: that tulane they, they can't sleep on that one for sure uh, for me though, you know, college football for me, uh, it's 100%. Do you have a quarterback? Do you have a good quarterback? Jackson dart. I'm just not so sure. <laughs> I got to see some improvement from Jackson dart before I'm willing to, to go too crazy here. But I mean, I, I think lane is a scheming guy. He he'll scheme it up to where he'll put everybody in a pretty good position to win. I, I But I'm with Parker, though. I'm just kind of concerned about this schedule. Can they kind of get over the hump though, with, with the type of games that they're going to have to play this year?
1: The, not only do they have Jackson Dart, but they brought Spencer Sanders in from Oklahoma. They brought a five-star quarterback recruit from Walker Walker Howard in from LSU. They have a beast at running back. The question is, who's going to be catching the ball is my concern. They've got a big-time guy to UTSA. Franklin, I think, is going to be the guy to lead the way. Uh, yet again, as we said during every team in Big Ten, Transfers all over the place on this team. Yep. Let's see how they gel. Let's see how they how they work on this. And and again, uh, I, looking at the since I've touched on transfers, let's look at defense. I mean, they had twenty five transfers. Y'all I was talking about how many uh, a team had a minute ago, and they had twenty one. That's even twenty five. I, I just. It's it's incredibly hard to predict with that many transfers. They could literally how can you how how can you have
0: that many come in and expect it to like work right away? Is my thing. You know, they recruited under a certain system and then they go bring all these guys in. I mean, it's it's just so difficult to predict. It really is. But it's only a mad
2: scramble because the defense was putrid. They gave up 35 points per game down the stretch. I mean, against a real competition. So I, they were in scramble mode. That beast you were talking about at running back, his name is Quinn Judkins, fifteen hundred sixty-seven yards, sixteen TDs. I think it'd be a good plan to kind of lean on that. Let's keep it simple a little bit.
0: Well, like Parker said, the good the good thing for them is that's what this offense is. They're a run-first offense, very similar to Tennessee. They 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 run to set up the deep ball, and I mean they got the guidance to to set it up. They really do. Is the question is do we have The weapons on the outside to be able to flick it over the top. I'll start
2: it as as much as I believe in Arkansas. I think this is a middle of the road, up down, all around. I'm going six and six, and I can't give them any better than that.
0: I'm going to go real crazy here, really, really crazy. I'm going eight and four. Whoa, you love him. You love Lane. I I, I think he might be able to find some stuff. I think. (laughs) Let me
1: let me tell you why. Blake is 100% right with eight wins on this. And it's not just all these transfers, the quarterback having more experience. The biggest upgrade they've got is is a defensive coordinator, and Pete Golding out of Alabama. The coaching's going to get better. The players probably still suck. Jared Ivey is a horse on the D-line. They've got a really good corner in Deontay Prince. I just think their coordinator situation is going to be so much better. I do like their quarterback. I completely agree with Blake on this one. I think it's going to be eight wins.
2: I mean, the, the two less that I have is the tricky game at Tulane, and I got Arkansas beating them. So maybe that's where I got the difference, where Probably I'm so. thinking six. Probably so. Um, next one is Mississippi State. They had a great year last year, man. Nine and four. Four and four at SEC play. New head coach comes in, Zach Arnett. But what does return? Will Rogers at quarterback. His senior year, he has over 10,000 yards, I believe a record at Mississippi State. Blake said it many times, when you have the quarterback, you've got a chance.
0: Yeah, but you know, so much of Will Rogers, in my opinion, uh, his success was probably due to the late, great Mike Leach and his tutelage that he that he worked under. Uh, I think that they're going to have an all right year. I just... I, I think that this this program is probably still reeling a little bit from the loss of Mike Leach and the way that it all happened. Um, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting year. It's going to kind of be a it, when teams lose a coach in the manner that they lost them, like like Mississippi State lost Michael Leach. It that is a hard transition. It's hard because now you have to have somebody else come in. Who I mean, I mean, hopefully you have somebody on staff that can take over right away, but. Uh, it's still, regardless, it's not the same as having Mike Leach at the helm.
1: Yeah, you mentioned transitioning, and and my computer's freaking out here. Uh, so I mean, they've got to transition away from this air raid offense. Like it just, we got to talk about it. Like that's what they're they're going to do. The defense is probably going to be the best thing on this team. They've elevated absolutely. the absolutely
2: yeah.
0: the
1: defensive coordinator is now the head coach, so not a lot's going to change there. And I believe again, I've the linebacker coach is going to be now the defensive coordinator so that's going to be the, the the main thing about this team is going to be lean heavily on the defense they should keep you in a lot of coin flip games it's just what is that offense going to look like transitioning from Leech's air raid you know it just makes me so sad i, I used to love to watch that guy
2: this is going to come down blake to the 50 50 games because mm-hmm. they have a lot of them on yep. their schedule they I mean, do
0: And i feel like we said that last year maybe
2: can they win the majority of them? That can push them over six wins. If they can't find their way on offense and lose the majority of them, they could win five games. This is this is a hard one for me to predict because I've got yeah. such a range
0: in my head I know. as I'm
2: looking at their schedule.
0: This is the hard part about predicting the SEC in the uh, general yeah. because there's so many teams that could have things go right or wrong for them. I'll start us off, though. I'm going right down the middle here. I'm going six and six.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably right. I was I was jumping back on six and seven, and I think six and six. I don't think that's a bad record for them, honestly. I don't think that's bad from everything that they're having to recover from. But who knows? You know how sometimes tragedy strikes these locker rooms and people gel, and it just for for sure something special happens. And and if Mm -hmm. that was ever going to happen, I could see that happening here. Yeah, and hey, we're
0: all rooting for for them. Yes,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Their defense earned uh, top five in the SEC in eight different categories last year. Defense balling out. I love that side of the ball. Linebackers Jet Johnson, Nathaniel Watson combined for over 228 tackles. But you have to replace, you know, DB Emmanuel Ford Jr. the secondary. I'm with you. I'm going 6 wins. I can't, I've had the range between five and eight. I mean, I could see a a story for eight, but I can't
0: push the button. I see see the, I see the, the, the number, the statistical analysis saying that six has got to be the way you land.
2: That's where we all are. Six. Next. Could it be, because they did it last year, the new big dog in the SEC West, the LSU Tigers behind coach Brian Kelly in his second season last year they earned a record of 10 and 4 6 and 2 in the SEC Blake tell us more about their quarterback
0: Jaden Daniels So Jaden Daniels now I I have a lot of mixed emotions here about I knew I knew it. I and knew. about their quarterback I mean look this is the same guy who wouldn't throw the ball at the beginning of last year And, you know, you can say, well, maybe he got over it, blah, blah, blah. We don't really know that. We don't really know. It's got to be played out on the field for sure. Uh, A lot of people are really high on LSU. I have a hard time wrapping my head around them being an 11-1 and team, like some people are saying. (laughs) I have a hard time thinking that they're, you know, college football playoff worthy. Yes, I know they got a lot of people returning. I get that. Jaden Daniels, for me – and Newberry just showed me that, and I've got it right here week in my one. notes. This week one game is going to tell us a lot yep. about not just them, but also their opponent. You're going to find out who you should believe in more, in my opinion, because these are two of the teams that are in the national conversation that I'm like, really?
1: really? Yeah, exactly. Why?
0: Yeah. Based on what? And and my Because my thing is is how this game goes is going to show you where LSU is going this year. I, I do think that they are top two in the West. I am not in the camp though
1: that thinks that they are the top dog right now. You're that is the most difficult thing about this game, about this team predicting is the first the first game. FSU, right? They're both national, legit national title contenders. Like I'll just say it, both of them are. They have a chance. And talking about their quarterbacks, guys, I'm I'm just gonna say usually when you say you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But this is that rare situation where. These guys have two quarterbacks, so if one goes down, the other is ready to go. Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer completely different quarterbacks. Daniels is going to get the start. Nussmeyer is more than capable, and honestly, he's a better passer. During SEC media get days, Brian Kelly says Daniels is up to 212 pounds, giving up, giving up, a, getting a little more beef to take hits on those quarterback runs that he does so much, and this blew my mind. As far as turning the ball over, no one takes care of the ball like Daniels. Nobody. We talked about Bryce Young having a two percent turnover worthy play rate. Daniels was 0. 0.6. Oh jeez, he's thrown the ball the first three games of the ge- of the year. It includes fumble, includes anything turnover worthy plays. This is you. This best in the country. You have to double his number, just knock him off of that top spot. Like that's how good it was. And I'm just gonna. say, I went back and listened to last year's podcast, and I said, "Quote: This team is going to be a force going forward." End quote with this new hire of Brian Kelly. And I think that that's come more quickly than, than it expected this team, this, the, the, not just bringing back some guys, this team along with Vandy are the only SEC teams to return a head coach, two coordinators and a starting quarterback. That is it lSU and Vandy. they write in the top three. It's in transfer classes. The offensive line is better and as far as the backfield, it's absolutely loaded. No one is gonna be the main guy. They have four starting caliber SEC running backs on this team. That is why I think this offense is considered to maybe be the ready to knock down the door and win it. That's this offense is gonna be legit. I
2: also have on offense. They return all five offensive linemen. The big men. I think it's very important. Tied in Mason Taylor. Wanted to call him out. It's going to be uh, tricky to cover for these SEC defenses. Wide rese- wide receivers and running backs aplenty, as he just mentioned. The defense should be uh, pretty good again, man. Uh, the the secondary is kind of built around the portal. Built by portal. But uh, there's no reason for me to think that uh, they're not in the conversation anyway. Just how high do I want to go? There's some tricky games on their schedule.
1: They have a receiver name. They have a receiver named Malik Neighbors who's going to be a top 15 pick in next year's draft. And you touched on defense. So because that you were talking about transfer portal. Since Kelly has been on this team, he has churned 72 players since being at LSU. He brought in 14 players to the transfer portal this year. 11 of them were on defense, and a lot of them are going to play immediately. Last year, we talked about Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. Everybody knew these names after a couple of weeks. This year, I'm just going to give you my prediction to to, to start it off. This year, LSU's Harold Perkins is Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. He actually finished the year better than both these guys. They avoid Georgia on their schedule, or let me just go ahead and say it: Georgia avoids them. Mm. This team they get by FSU eleven wins.
0: I'm not going anywhere near that one. That is uh, eleven and one. That's crazy talk to me. Uh, I'm going nine and three. They lose to <laughs> they lose to Florida State right out of the gate.
1: That would that stop. would change everything.
0: Yeah, it it sets the tone for the whole year, in my opinion. We already thought it was going to be a huge
2: game, but if if you're saying that and it sets the direction a little bit off course, as you go down through the schedule and the SEC schedule, once you get into the meat of it, it's not that easy. If that sets the wrong direction, we could be saying seven or eight.
0: You said nine. I know. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'm I've this is the thing. I feel like I was actually being pretty generous with nine and three after <laughs> losing to Florida State. Mm. I just do. I'm
2: looking at their schedule and I'm going ten and two. So we're going 9-10-11 here. Um man, I wanted so bad to give Arkansas that win against LSU. I just can't. As high as I am on Arkansas, I can't.
1: They feel Can't like to it. me how we've talked about a And M over the last few years, loaded with talent and everything, except they have a coaching staff and a quarterback.
0: Yeah, no,
1: that's a fair point.
2: Yeah. Last team we're <laughs> looking at the Alabama Crimson Tide. Last year they're eleven and two, six and two in SEC play, behind legendary coach Nick Saban. the The big thing for this squad. It has all of us scratching our head. He has to replace both leaders on offense and defense. Yeah. He's got to replace Bryce Young. He has to replace Will Anderson Jr. The quarterback position, what is it going to be? Is it Jalen Milrow? Is it one of these other random guys? I guess Nick Saban doesn't really care. He's got high
0: expectations of whoever he throws out there. Well, you know, the, the kind of the rumor around what has been said by Nick Saban on how they're going to address this situation, which kind of leads you Down the path that yeah he sees that you know the quarterback position is being a problem is I the rumor is is that they're going to be going back to bully ball they're going to be going back to the days of Derrick Henry they're going to hand it off fifty times a game and they're going to absolutely run you the fuck over all game. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean that's what uh, Alabama has been for most of this Nick Saban era. They haven't had tremendous, you know, quarterback play. They've had consistent quarterback play. I wouldn't Jaylen call it hurts. I wouldn't call it tremendous. Young. There's two. There's two. <laughs> I mean, Tua. Greg McElroy. Two. Three. Uh, I I don't know. Three. I I just don't think that people think of Alabama. How many Heisman's have quarterbacks one day? It's all about running backs from Alabama. They're winning titles, not Heisman's. Exactly. No one cares about the quarterback position at Alabama. You run Nick Saban's way of doing things. I think they're going back to bully ball, and I think this is me replacing leaders. Nick Saban creates leaders. He will create a new leader on defense. He'll find somebody on offense to be his leader. But I think they're going back to pounding the rock. Parker, before we get too
2: into the weeds with Alabama and breaking it down, uh, Blake mentioned, you know, setting the path for LSU in week one. Alabama has a similar situation here in week one when they host the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders. Do they have it figured out against MTSU? Because MTSU, if you remember,
0: went down to Miami and whipped that ass. You don't want that to repeat itself in Alabama. I don't think in any way we can compare Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide to a
1: Miami team. It's a week one jump. Jump on them. I mean, if they don't win that game, Nick Saban <laughs> might just retire and be out. I'm out. Yeah. Done, guys. I mean, I'm good.
0: If, if they don't win the game by three touchdowns, he might He might retire. You're hearing it here first. <laughs> are we Are we? speaking into
1: existence right here on DDS? There, there is oh negative God. percent chance this happening. I see, but Loops, I mean, I it it could. But you touched on quarterback uh, Bryce Young being gone. I just want to touch on this again because I think people are downplaying this. I, like, well, I hear a lot of times, well, Hooker's not coming back to Tennessee. Like, yeah, that's a big deal, but Hooker didn't throw these guys open. He didn't hit them in pinpoint places. It's was a scheme thing. Alabama, on the other hand. And Bryce Young, Young was 100% responsible for any success last year. You could just watch that. He's getting tackled. Guys are covered. He's somehow hitting an absolute pinpoint. I firmly believe they won three games last year that they should have lost purely because of his his heroics. I know he won the Heisman two years ago, but last year was the better season, like as play wise. So yeah, we don't know who's playing quarterback, Ty Simpson. Lake was talking about it It may not matter. That's going to run the ball. Tom Simpson, Tyler Buckner, Jalen Milrow. I think it's going to be Ty Simpson. Milrow turns it over too much. Buckner's out of Notre Dame. He was benched there. Like if he can't start Notre Dame, is he going to start for Alabama? Uh, That's it's a it's a question. It's not even just at wide or at quarterback. It's at wide receiver. Because last year again we talked about Alabama didn't have any receivers, and we just assumed somebody's going to figure it out. Guess what? They didn't. Right. Uh, Brooks is their top receiver, but literally 12% of the balls that hit his hands, he dropped. Uh, these weapons just don't scare me. So a team that has no quarterback, a team that has no wide receivers, a team that may be undisciplined, I don't know why I would be high on them other than the fact of Nick Saban's thing.
0: That's a big, yeah, that's a big, a yeah. big factor, though,
2: <laughs> historically, right? The only thing that I know that they have going for them is defensive back Kool-Aid McKinstry. You just like his name. Hell yes, I do. I called it out his freshman year. Um, All right, man. To me, between scheduling, questions, Newberry doesn't go higher than nine wins. I'm going nine
0: and three. That is insanity to me. Nine. That's That's it. fucking insanity. That's it. And they may win eight. I, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not an Alabama fan, but I mean, don't believe the hype at LSU. This is the year that Nick Saban says, here's my dick. I'm going to put it right here on the table for everybody to see 12-0. and 0. Dude, not, before Parker goes, because <laughs> apparently
2: we were way, way different. We're going to be way different to LSU and Alabama. Okay. This is All right, insane. here we go. So uh, here's my thought. MCSU might scare the britches. Off of Alabama, okay? I have no idea what you have to base you, you on. know what? You know why? I'll tell you. Because they're looking ahead at week two. Texas at Alabama. If they don't pay attention to little old middle Tennessee State, like Miami didn't, they could start off 0-2. I'm just saying. On to you, Parker.
1: I said that during a short uh, to go bet that because <laughs> Alabama was favored by like eight points. And I'm telling you, by the time that game kicks off, it's going to be three. So go get the go get the closing on oh, yeah. value. The on it right Texas
0: now. game will be an incredible game. I'm going to tell you that. Like it's going to be something everybody needs to be watching.
1: You know, and we, hey, we talk about this in the NFL. Is Bill Belichick slipping? Hey, do I dare say a Saban slipping? Last year they were really undisciplined in UT game. They had 17 penalties, 15 mm. against Texas. You that they, they had like I started going down the list. They had a ton of games like this. You get the idea. It was it was over and over. And we talked about yeah, they lost their best guy and Will Anderson on defense. They also lost Brian Branch and four other starters. It's not just it's not just those guys. I I just Bama's bringing in the nine five-star guys this year guys which is insane. Like you hear Alabama and five stars and it's just like yeah that's good, but to lay out how good their recruiting class was in perspective. You have to take the back-to-back national title winner Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, And Tennessee's recruiting class added together to get nine five-star players like that's how good of a recruiting class it was you mentioned Kool-Aid Kool-Aid is going to be the first guy drafted outside the quarterbacks like we're talking top three top four guy in the NFL draft but this offense Blake I'm just excited about this this offense is going to suck it's not going to be good They're going to lose spots to Texas by three touchdowns. This team is going to win eight games because they are going to be awful. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. Oh. Hey. Who knew you were a
0: fan? That's fine. We'll just timestamp this. I'm happy to be wrong about this, but I just don't see it.
2: I mean, they've got MTSU. They've got Chattanooga. they got the UT
0: Vols. They got Kentucky. That might be four wins right there that you just said.
1: You just named three losses. Ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Kentucky is one of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, he said Kentucky. No, no one
2: wait. Of them. Wait. Wait. Let me tell you why he said that. Because in a three-game stretch, they host the Vols. They host LSU, and then they they're on the down. They have to go to Kentucky.
1: After hosting those big games, that's the sleeper matchup, and they they never go to Kroger Field. Oh my god! That, no one escapes. Look,
0: getting sacked You'll have to tune in to our SEC East predictions here. But that's the West. to be able to get the. Oh, the scoop so what do we got? That. I got LSU with
2: ten wins coming out of the West. What I
0: mean, do you got? There's it's obvious you got Alabama. I've got, I've got I've got. Look, this is my normalcy bias. I'm going Alabama.
1: I've got LSU win, or going to the SEC championship. We'll talk about what they do in it in the. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa! Arkansas
0: is my big all surprise right. out of the West. All Let's right. See. Guys, really appreciate you joining us for this our 2023 SEC West predictions. Before you head out there, hit that like and subscribe button down below. We're on our quest to 4 quadrillion yes. subscribers. You can be a part of it. Like it, share it with all your friends. Uh, tell everybody how stupid we are. Get in that comments. Get this. Get this discussion going here. Tell these idiots how crazy they are about this Alabama stuff. Where you at, Roll Tide, Roll? Where you at, gentlemen? Y'all got any final thoughts here? Too big.
1: Too big. I, no, this. No, I'm still, The biggest thought coming out of this, I think, is if Texas A&M doesn't win more than eight games, Ooh. it's a
0: goodbye for Jimbo. Well, that's my final thought. Jimbo Fisher, I hope you got your bags packed, buddy, because this is it for you. This is your last ride. (laughs) But as always, we're not going to do two-tone blue today. Mm. We're just going to say Roll Tide Roll. That's what it's going to be this year. You guys be well.